No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Bank went under. <laughs> you get the commercial building for free. Oh, that was that an option in Monopoly? Was that like a card you would yeah. draw? Like, yeah. oh, bank went under. You get to keep your property. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We are coming at you from the iBuyer Experiment. I'm here with Jason and Kayla. You guys know them. I probably don't need to introduce them because they are legends in the real estate space. And we love coming at you guys every single week with the iBuyer Experiment. So as always, we got some topics to talk about. What's cracking, crew? Oh, what is cracking in the real estate industry? Well, Elon Musk is warning Ah. of a housing market meltdown. Yes. Well, and truth be told, Kayla yelled at me because I brought this up as a topic and she's like, this dude, that's old. got dust on it. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's like that, a was whole, May, that was in May. I know it's like a, a, a whole three weeks old. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm, you know, dated over here. But with that said, Elon has made a statement that, I mean, we all know the commercial space is, is changing for obvious reasons. Just the, the need for space has dramatically changed. But then he also said that the residential burst bubble is going to burst. Yes. So the residential burst is going to bubble. I think it was <laughs> via a retweet. Elon retweeted somebody talking about the commercial housing meltdown or commercial real estate meltdown and said that home values are next. But Elon's, isn't he building a bunch of houses in Austin though? He is. So <laughs> in Austin, Texas. But he, he bought long term. So yeah. yeah. And it's like worth half as much as what he bought it for. But he's building them for for his for, for his, his legacy, his company, for his company really yeah. for his employees. He said that yeah, he. Do you think he just gives them to the employees? No. Like here, here's a house. I don't think so. I S- sells they, them for a profit. Uh, yes. Okay. I would imagine. Well, or a key employee oh, uses that as a recruiting tool. I, but I promise you, he makes money off of oh, it. Oh. Well, one way or another, yeah. he makes money off. And of I don't it. Think, I wonder if he rents them or if he sells them. I don't think they're built yet. Is it like a, it's because I heard it's like a build to rent. It's Dr. Horton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's I believe. let's also talk about one thing, right? Let's like Warren Buffett, um, any any noted, you know, financial great mind of our times talks about a lot of times the the cycles. And if you're holding real estate for any duration of time, that's it's it's gonna make you money, right? With ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Yeah. And the reality of it is, is a lot of times you're going to only get caught in that, that sometimes short-term flip where you overpay for a property and didn't foresee some shift coming. Well, let's back it up. Let's back it up because I want to talk about this commercial real estate meltdown Okay, a little bit okay. because we're all hearing it and we're seeing it in the headlines. And I know that the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank mm. played a big part into that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these smaller banks that are the financiers of commercial real estate were heavily invested in T-notes. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. that is not, that it did not age well. No, it didn't. So who wants to give a little bit of a, a more context to that? You go for it, Jay. I know, we're all looking Ooh. at you. We're <laughs> looking <laughs> at you. We're like, well, J- Jay's a, he, go, Jason. He, he studies a lot of finance stuff. Those of you that don't know, know Jay is a... A brilliant financial mind. Yes, I'm. I'm so brilliant. Okay. Well, the, the, <laughs> well, the, the, well, we have we have a commercial agent here, and yeah. he doesn't seem there's there's. I mean, there's not much commercial available. It's hard to find find commercial. The, space, they're so. building like crazy Arizona, here so too. It's you know they're talking about national, but right. Um, you know, New York City, I think, is probably a little bit 
in trouble or I dilapidated. Think they're, they're really talking about office space in yeah. general. And what's happening is there there's more more money. I don't know the figure off the top of my head, but the amount of money that is coming due in office yes. space um, loans, it's maturing over the next few years. And as it matures, what they're saying is, is that there won't be new lenders for, for these notes. So they won't be able to, to refi them. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so and then they're just stuck with them. And, and, um, and then, w- then the, the bank has an option to either continue to lend to them or foreclose them and take the property. <laughs> yeah, they can do a, a, modif- they do a loan the modification. Then they, have, then they have to deal with it. Right. Yeah, we're going to see more. I think we're going to see modifications, right? They, and some performance is better than none. And a lot of these people, they, they will. But if they right? can't. If they can't. Then, then, the, then the bank goes under, right? Yep. I then, think that's and then, the concern. And then where does the property go? That's the concern. Then what happens to the property? They just get it for free? No. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> bank went under. <laughs> you get the commercial building for free. Oh, that was that an option in Monopoly? Was that like a card you would yeah. draw? Like, yeah. oh, bank went under. You get to keep your property. <laughs> well, I've seen some things where they're going to like repurpose a lot of space, right? Like I know that obviously industrial is actually been on the cl- climb for a lot of stuff. And that's what I see a lot of space, you know, again, just speaking hyper local here in the East Valley where but, we're at. But office space, you can't change. You can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Reta- you're true. Can't go up. Yeah. You can only go, or you can't go down. You can only go up. So is this is because a lot of people are working from home, or and this so is so work? Yes, remote work, reshuffling, the reshuffling of America, yes. and people moving out of cities like San Francisco and moving mm. into other cities where it's more affordable because they're able to work remotely. Yeah, and so I think that less crime too. San Francisco's been having massive problems with crime every day. I hear something crazy going on there. Crime, drugs, homelessness. Yep. It's really sad uh, because it's just an incredibly amazing city. It's so sad. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's so cool. So no doubt there's there's some, there's definitely some red flags in the commercial market that are ahead. Uh, so how would that affect the residential? Yes, that's yeah. the pivot. So Musk says, hey, housing is next. So because of banks? Why, like, why does it, what is, what is commercial affect residential? I, I think guess, that I his know. sentiment is that the housing market is just overvalued in general. Hmm. And you could look at the data and you could say that, yeah, we're at all time highs. Yeah. And, and then you read about, for instance, you know, investors dumping thousands of houses. Mm-hmm. So Starwood Capital is selling off 2,000 homes. Uh, interestingly enough, they acquired them from Pritium Partners back in 2021. And now they're saying that these homes are underperforming because Mm. rents have come down. And now that the homes are underperforming, they're gonna sell them and I guess, you know, stock up their balance sheet so that Mm. they can acquire homes down the line. But hey, the reality is, is we've never had this low of inventory. I, I think know. there was a Redfin article that said, I'm trying to pull it up so I don't I mean, the market it. would absorb yeah, 2,000 houses like nothing. Exactly. So when you hear the headline that investors are dumping thousands of homes, it's not doom and gloom. It's actually yeah, good, good news. We need, the, we need <laughs> the houses on the market. Yeah, 2,000 um, homes ain't crap. Yeah, there were fewer homes for sale in May than any other month on record. I, and the inventory continues to be low, which is why you're seeing prices actually still increase in most major metropolitans. I realize that some people say, oh, it's starting to be more balanced, et cetera. Well, if the house is worth a, worth a darn, it's gone in days. Like, and that's at a 7% interest rate. I mean, <laughs> no. or close, close to a 7% interest yeah. rate. So the story is supply and demand. Yes. There's As not always. much supply and there's enough demand to eat up that, that supply. At this point, so yes, it appears so. What, what would lower the demand 
um, higher interest rates, even higher. Which, you know, the Fed did come out and they didn't raise in June, raise. but they basically they threatened. Yes. Well, yeah, they, but they, they said that it's, it's going to happen, but I think there's we're a lot of people that say it's not. Yeah, they're I think just, we're so just far. trying to calm down the markets and mm-hmm. suppress them a little bit to, but who knows? Beat it back for a minute. I think the inventory is so low that, I mean, you, regardless of, of, you know, I mean, heck, interest rates, I mean, I realize houses were a lot different at one point in time, but interest rates were so high at one point in time that people will still find a way to do it. They obviously just won't be able to get the, the house that they want, even though the cost of capital is there. People are going to have to relocate, period. People are going to have to move up. People are going to have to move down. That's just, you know, there's 350 million Americans at this particular point, And the amount of need to move is, is still there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, um, dang it, I wish I remember the stats because I, I, I recently read this just within days of why people sold in, in 2022. And like 10% of it was to access their, their equity. Only, only 10%. There's two. There's two reasons. It's a it's a want to move and a need to move. Yes. Or have to move. You know. So there's a lot of people that want to move. Yeah. And th- but, maybe that gets removed. But financially, it just doesn't make any sense for them to, to yep. To, you know, move into a you know fifty seventy five thousand dollar house that's more expensive than than their house or, and get rid of their 3% interest rate to go to a seven or a six and a half. Unless they can keep that existing home and turn it into a rental. That's right. And And they don't need the capital out. And they get the higher rental price. And then they use that, that, um, that extra rental price to subsidize the new mortgage. Exactly. But a lot of times they don't have the down payment though. (laughs) The down payment's stuck on the house. Yep. True. Very be, true. So that could be, th- those could be like interesting, creative, exacerbating the, the, uh, the issue, the issue, the, um, the inventory. Mm-hmm. The inventory so, issue. so as realtors, we need to be advising people of yep. their different options and strategies so that they can have the liquidity that they need if they need it. Uh, and also so that they can do some of these things like turn their existing home into a rental. Mm-hmm. So you got to really be on your game. You have to be able to advise on strategies. I mean, you should be making video content on like, yep. hey, if you're going to turn your primary residence into a rental and you're going to buy your next home and move into it, what steps should you take, right? You should open an LLC. You should put that home in an LLC. You need to register it with the city. You need to make sure that you have an EIN number if you need to. If, mm-hmm. if you have to pay TPT taxes, you should apply for your license. You should, you know, all of the steps that it would take to turn that property into a rental. I mean, agents should be advising people on these sort of strategies so that we can have some liquidity. Yeah, so what I'm hearing you say, riches are in the niches and they should double down on educating their their consumers. Absolutely. Well, let's their talk audience. About, let's talk about the next nine to 12 months when the Fed cuts rates. <laughs> well, you are one of the few that thinks that's going to happen. Well, I mean, it's... It, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I think We're coming anyone, into anyone, uh, be an election to think that the, that the feds not going to ever cut rates again. They're going to yeah. cut rates yep. <laughs> in nine to 12 months. I, mean, I think so. I, I think last year we were, you know, last year at this time, just like thinking back, it was when the fed had raised for like the third consecutive time sitting about now. And we were talking about how they were going to start lowering around December. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that didn't age well. There, there's, there's people out there that are, that are screaming deflation right now. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard much of that. I mean, really? the numbers aren't indicating deflation. 
There's people yelling that the deflation's so, coming. Well, <laughs> inflation's already in, in motion. And sometimes there's these fringe arguments, right, that maybe lean more on conspiracy than, than factual and data. Well, and we're also coming into an election year. All the nope. stumping Kathy and everything Wood is about to start. Our ARC Investments talks about deflation. So she, Right now. She, yeah, right now. Yeah. She thinks we're in deflationary yeah. conditions we're right now. We're in deflationary condition, conditions right now. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. I guess, like I said, I mean, more times than not, if you go back and look on election years, there's always usually a balance or being able to do something to where they're trying to create economic hope in that party's trying to create that, that controls the office mm-hmm. is going to try to create economic hope so that they can maintain ownership of the office. Yeah. Right. And so th- that's why things could like, I'm with you that this might you, be a different, different uh, cycle though, for sure. Well, I think that <laughs> well, okay, the last couple have been. So rates go down. We're going to see pandemonium. <laughs> right. We're going to see a lot of people. Yeah. Jumping into the housing market mm-hmm. a lot more. Right. So will that, will that throw on a, on a freaking inventory and then and then that will bring prices down no i don't think so because all i i believe that if if rates ease up and those homeowners with the golden handcuffs as we call them are now able to move because it makes more financial sense they're probably just going to be bouncing into something else yeah they're gonna move into so the next house inventory will go up but transaction count will go up as well because i think that's the thing you know you look at transaction count we're tracking at about about what was predicted for the year about 4.3 million units and Which it's abysmal. Exactly. It's really low. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> what, what was that's, last year? It's so low. We're at like five something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying is, is it with inventory as low as it is, I mean, it, it's, I don't want to say it's going to be okay, but I think it's just the pressure is going to continually be there. You're going to see prices um, are there. But I also think that that's where this is to me, one of those moments in time. And so let's face it, the people that we're talking to that are watching our show week after week are the practitioners, are the people that are trying to sharpen their saw, double down on their skills. And so to me, I love markets like this because there's all in these, in these times, this is when you thrive. Right. This is when all of the people that are not everyday practitioners jump out and start looking for other things and they're having to go do whatever that side hustle is. For us, that that dilutes the market in in good times. And now we can double down, educate them, take strategies like Kelly was just talking about, putting the camera in face so that you're scaling your message out and focus on a niche of a problem that you're solving in the marketplace. It's not overly complex. Like cash offers. It is not overly complex, but few are willing to put in the work and exercise it is hustle. that hustle muscle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cost you hustle muscle. Bottom line. Well, hey, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. And if you're on YouTube, click that notification bell so you get notified of our new episodes.